Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I am joined with Diamond Dave. Dave, how the hell are you? I am doing fantastic, Phil. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, our intro there was our good friend Spider. I'm gonna, I want to wish him an early happy 50th birthday that's coming up sometime soon. So uh, really appreciate him at all the home games. He is the face of the franchise as far as I'm concerned, other than a player. Um, just a, what a great super fan. Can't wait to have him back on the show at some point soon. Yeah, he's a he's a fun guy. Certainly gets around. I don't think anybody has more fun at Free Jacks games than Spider. Just rem, uh, reminded me that uh, yesterday, which was the NOLA game, after the uh, game itself, we were out on the pitch there during the concert there with uh, Crash Test Dummies, and I, I he was walking, and I I caught his uh, his glaze and I or gaze rather. Uh, and uh, he threw me something. And as it was coming to me, I was like, what the hell is this that is coming to me? I caught it, looked in my hands, and it was rabbit's balls. Not a rabbit's foot, but the actual testicles and the sack. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. But just, you know, one of those classic spider moments. I threw it back to him and was like, what? <laughs> he, just, he just smiles and walks away. Uh, pretty wild stuff there. Anywho, uh, we've got a game against Toronto that's taking place this weekend. It's a Saturday game uh, that will take place. I believe it is it one o'clock or three o'clock. I'm not sure. Uh, four o'clock. Four o'clock. I four was o'clock. Close. I just needed to add yeah, those together. Weird, uh, weird kickoff. Weird, not bad. Weird. Just different. No. You yeah, not different. the three o'clock we're kind of used to. Four o'clock for Saturday. Yeah. I love the Saturday games because it gives you a little bit of rest and able to watch the games and the highlights and everything like yeah. that to get caught up prior to Monday. But it is the Salute to Service Festival. We're calling this one within the fans here our Rugby Appreciation Day as well. So mm-hmm. if all of you guys out there that want to wear either your old team's jerseys, and I've heard a lot of old boys saying, well, it doesn't fit anymore. We've got a solution <laughs> for you. You don't have to wear that particular jersey of your old team, but you can wear maybe your other favorite team, whether it be a professional team overseas or perhaps a um international team so i'm I'm assuming that we're going to see a lot of ireland jerseys out there uh (laughs) scottish jerseys uh, maybe some england jerseys mixed in but uh any type of rugby jersey that you own that's other than the free jacks if you want to wear that on saturday we would appreciate it i'll definitely be wearing my i actually had it laid out prior to going live with you tonight i was talking to an old carolina a uh, buddy of mine, old boy, um, and I showed him my Charlotte jersey, our 50th year anniversary Charlotte jersey that I got a couple years ago. Nice. I wish I had it with me, but I'm going to be wearing that one. Uh, Charlotte Old Original is a great club in the South that I played for when I was 17 years old on their B-side back in the day. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have to wear my uh, Jerry Keneally Charles River jersey. There you go. You know, you know, you know a guy's a club legend when for your tournament jersey one year, everybody goes – what if we just put Jerry's face all over it? <laughs> and then everybody goes, yes, that's, that is the answer. Is that the fly half that scored all you guys' points? When you uh, he was, a, he was a fullback, but oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 he, he, he scored most of our points, particularly when we were bad. Yeah. yeah we yeah. were bad, but we still had Jerry. So we would lose, you know, <laughs> 15 to 30 or whatever. And all mm-hmm. 15 points would be from Jerry. There you go. Yeah. That'll be a fun one to wear for sure. So hopefully we're seeing a lot of those jerseys out there in the crowd. But I wanted to also mention that a portion of ticket sales will go to uh, directly to support 
Operation Homefront, in addition, the Free Jacks will support other initiatives to provide support to New England military families, including Operation Homefront, Back to School Brigade, with donations for eligible dependents. So that's very, very cool. Come, I come from a very, very proud military family, so I'm really looking forward to this one, uh, the Salute to Service Festival. Uh, the day will include Myro High School Championship matches and a pre-match swing lessons with the, the always lovely Annie and the Fur Trappers on stage That's in the fan zone. Not familiar correct. with them, but great band name. I Annie and the that. Fur Trappers, yeah. Yep. Uh, our Salute to Service Nights, this is the Free Jackson R, uh, are, is uh, a part of our year-round commitment to respect, honor, and support our nation's service members, veterans, and their families, which is awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. All, all right. Um Let's talk about the sa- the standings real quick in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Once again, only uh, we're on the only team uh, with a winning record right now. So let me just reemphasize this: we're twelve games into the season, David. The Eastern Conference has one team that is below f- or above five hundred, yeah. and that stinks uh, ultimately for the actual health of the entire Eastern Conference. But it's pretty good for us. I mean, we can't complain too much. We've only had two losses so far. This week's sacrificial lamb comes from the in the form of the bottom feeders. The Toronto Arrows, our development squad north of the border, are cemented and dead last in the standings. The broken arrows have come off two draws, which isn't considered one win, regardless of how much hype they will throw at you and try to tell you that that is considered one win. It's yeah. not. It's just two draws. Um, they have cursed level uh, of injuries uh, over the past couple of weeks, but the injury list this week should be less than the last time we saw them yeah. um, when New England curb stomped Toronto at Fort Toronto. Our development team north of the border have one win, nine losses, and two draws with a point differential of, hold on to your butts here, Rangers, <laughs> minus 201 points. That is not very good. They have 14 total table points. That is 34 points off the pace of the high-flying New England Free Jacks. What do you make of this Toronto team, Dave? Oh, Phil, I couldn't tell you. (laughs) One thing thing that uh, some of the guys, I was talking to a few of the players, uh, it might have been Fozzie, I think it was, um, after the game. And he said, you know, last they they really do expect them to be better. Yes. This week, even though it will be in, you know, it'll be an away match for Toronto. It's going to be in Quincy. They're not expecting to put 80 points on them Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we talked about was really in terms of the injury stuff and just kind of the the story of their season where they were within it, that Free Jacks caught them at the worst. That's right. Moment, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, up in Toronto. Yes. Um, it was, it was very good timing for us and, and poor timing for them in mm-hmm. facing the best team in their conference when they are probably at their worst since mm-hmm. then, you know, nobody, everybody loves Ted Lasso, right? You know, yes. when it, a draw is like kissing your sister, but um, that's a much better result than two losses for sure. Right. Like they're, they're, they're improving doesn't mean they're good but they're improving from where they were and it should be a pretty good match i also expect the free jacks to be able to control it pretty similarly to how they controlled the match against nola 
Yes. Um, and and it should be a pretty comfortable um, and stable win. That's really what I would like to see. I just want to see a very calm, cool, and collected Free Jacks team mm-hmm. treat this pretty clinically and shut down Toronto. Yeah, I talked to Josh Larson after the NOLA game, and we were talking about, you know, his brother is expected to be available for that game. It would be great oh, to see yeah. him there. I think uh, Josh Larson's dad will be will be, av- will be at Fort Quincy to, to watch uh, Travis Larson play against the Free Jacks, which will be very, very cool for the Larson family there. But uh, he was just saying that he doesn't expect an 80-point victory at all yeah. uh, in this one. So, you know, they, they will have more availability than they previously did, as you're talking about in this game. Um, but you know, ultimately it comes down to whose roster is better and who's going to be better on the day. And I fully expect the New England Free Jacks to handily beat Toronto. Um, Brian Ray, our Toronto correspondent, mentioned that Toronto must play above themselves to keep this one competitive, put pressure on the Jacks with tactical kicking and have us backed up, build the wall with turnovers and throw it out to the wing, which they, they have a really good one back there. And, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting that he wasn't on their roster to begin with. Uh, we're talking about um, Deshaun Bowen, I believe is his last name. Yeah, very very good player. Scored a hat trick in his debut against uh, New York. Um, so if they can get him the ball, we'll see what happens. He's a very very dangerous player. But I, you know, keep in mind the Free Jacks did shut him down by quite a bit in the last game that we played up there at Fort Toronto. Um, let me <laughs> the see pillow here. Fort Toronto. Yeah, no doubt, pillow fort for sure. Um, let's see here. So I think the. Uh, Last week's performance by the Jacks at Fort Quincy against NOLA is helping bury the whole narrative that we played down to our opponents at home. That whole school of thought is kind of being tossed away as like early season type of stuff. I really kind of feel that way. Uh, The days of beating Dallas by one point seem to be very much in our rearview mirror uh, at this point for the team in red, white, and blue. It will be interesting to see where Waka plays and if he starts because the assumption is that he will definitely make the 23 as long mm-hmm. as he's playing well in practice. Uh, but because yeah. ultimately the strategy comes into play here that there's, he has three games to make an appearance and there's four games left. So, yep. you know, we're expecting to see him at some point. Um, da, 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 da. It would be insane if we did not see him selected as he needs three more appearances <laughs> out of four remaining games to be playoff eligible. As I was just saying, I think yeah. we would, uh, we could see Patras in a rest week, perhaps, and Waka starting at ten. I think that's a monster game. I think that's possible. It's certainly when you look at the schedule, you know what what the Free Jacks have remaining in front of them, right? Yeah. Um, this looks like a good week to rest some guys. You have you have Atlanta the week after away, yep, uh, away, and then you have Seattle away. So you have some road trips coming up where we're going to need to bring you know, a good team to play some of these good teams. Atlanta's not as great lately as they were just a few weeks ago, but you never know. They might turn up and then Seattle, of course, very good. Yes. So I agree. I think, I think looking at the calendar, it's a good week to rest. Some people will, they should secure a bye week arrest in the postseason, so that they should have one more arrest coming up before right. Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. The remaining in the number one seed spot, but more rest is is always good, um, and so I, I think it's a week where they can t- maybe rest a few guys. Might see some of the more familiar faces in the stands rather than out on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Patros could be one of them um, if Walk is clicking in practice. I do think that 
for the reasons I talked about when we did the review segment about mm -hmm. form and just needing minutes, I do think we're going to see Waka's minutes go up. We're not yes. going to just see him come in for five minutes three times and then be like, great, he's ready for the postseason because yeah. he wouldn't be ready for the postseason. He'd be exactly. eligible for the postseason, but he wouldn't be ready for the postseason. Yeah, you really have I, to take control of the game, you know, in, right. in those positions that he plays, especially at fly half. So you, yeah. giving him five minutes is not doing him any yeah. good. Um, five minutes, you know, a lot happens in a rugby game, but five minutes of rugby often is like nothing. Literally right. not enough time to do anything except maybe get it, you know, a couple set pieces where you may do nothing except run around and, you know, not ever touch the ball and not make a tackle. And then like the, the few phases where, again, you're moving around, covering, maybe make a tackle and that's it. That That's not really a lot of preparation. You need a lot more time than that. Phil, five minutes is like Phil coming off the bench in an old boys game. You get that five <laughs> minutes in, not for Waka. At fly right. half or, or yeah, yeah, game. exactly. That's so you could at the bar, you can say, oh, yeah, I played today. I played that's today. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Ta -ta 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 -ta. So um, as I was saying, you know, Patras possibly being rested. I would love to see, and maybe it's not this game, but, you know, once we've secured that first place and, and you know, going back to the previous segment here, what is necessary is a bonus point win by the New England Free Jacks to secure that first round by that first uh, seed in the East and then right. the home playoff at Fort Quincy for the Eastern Conference Final. So this game is very, very important because this is the next one up and this is the one that you want to get everything out of the way. But if you're going to rest right. some guys, I would love to see Thomas Cassettis, who was drafted, make an appearance in the 23. Yeah. I'd love to see uh, Ivan Pula, who was drafted uh, in the collegiate draft, make an appearance in the 23. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that are in our, you know, fringe squad that deserve, deserve some playing time as well. Um, Ethan Fryer comes to mind as well as a, as a kid that has a really bright future, just, you know, is kind of in a position where we are so we have so much depth in certain areas that they just these guys haven't seen the field. So I'd love to see them come on and get some game time. Um, my key to the game, uh, I'm going to mention that actually um, – I don't have one at the moment. Uh, I wrote <laughs> down last week's and then carried it over, but I didn't fill in the information. So I'm going to let you go first this time. And I'm going to okay. come up with something. Yep. Well, <clears throat> I got another weird one. Okay. And uh, I think I know what next week's is going to be as well. But uh, my key to the game is finish assembling Voltron. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, it was yep. begin assembling Voltron, right? And I talked about we really want to see the complete team working you know we've seen all the pieces we've seen really good defense we've seen very sparky offense um attack as we call it in rugby uh but we want to see everything clicking and we've pretty much gotten there so finish assembling voltron it's that cool calm collected unit effort that we, I mean, I think we saw it last week with Nola. We want to carry it forward mm -hmm. because after this week, as I said, we've got, a, you know, our, our, the intensity of our schedule goes up as we close out our season. That's right. We play some of the better teams out West in Seattle and Houston. After we get through the next two weeks, Toronto, Atlanta, then we get Seattle and Houston. We, we are going to want to really be clicking at that point. Yes. Um. So I think, key to the game this week get that really relaxed i mean incredible in your face pugnacious combative style but looking comfortable while doing it mm -hmm. um so finish assembling voltron 
All right. Since you're going for the weird, uh, I'm going to go with the <laughs> the uh, the technical aspect uh, for the key to the game here, and I'm going to say dominant tackling. Mm-hmm. I think dominant ta- tackling is one of the reasons why we were able to run away with that victory against Nola. It created some turnovers, and it really gave them fits all day long. Uh, and what we're talking about is, you know, maybe two guys hitting uh, the the ball carry at w- one time, just causing havoc. Um, I think uh, you've previously pointed out that the Free Jacks have um, the most dominant tackles in the league in terms of numbers. Uh, that is a stat that we definitely want to have as a physical South African head coach leading squad here. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I, I want to see dominant tackling in this game, a staunch defense that turns into quick offense, as we saw against NOLA. Um, where we yeah. can just grab the ball and run with it, and it really gives these uh, scrambling defenses absolute fits, and that's how we kind of run away uh, w- with victories. So that's what I want to see is uh, dominant tackling, Dave. Excellent. All right. Um, let move, let's move over to prediction time, and I will go first. I have on here – I'm putting our last results – I'm cutting that in half against this team for our <laughs> points and doubling Toronto's points from the last game we played them. But that still means that Toronto gets 10 and New England gets 40. Uh, that is my my score. What you got? I like that. I like that methodology. And I bet I bet you come out pretty close to the real score on that. I think that's I think that's good. I'm giving them credit um, where credits due. I don't think that it will yeah. score as much, uh, and they, they won't will score, score more. And that's yeah. pretty. I mean, that's pretty reasonable. That's a try. You know, that's a converted try and a penalty. That's yeah. I I think Toronto can do that, and I also sure. I think we can put forty some points on them. Mm-hmm. All right, the wisdom of the dice. Ooh, sixteen. Okay. So the dice think Toronto's a little better right. than you do. That's okay. Um, and 66, (laughs) 16 to 66. I don't think it'll be that high. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit closer. I don't think they'll score that many. And I don't think we'll score that many. Somewhere Bozo's like, you were so close to 69, man. (laughs) You could have had him score. That was nice. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, I, I feel, I feel good about this one. I mean, how can you not based on the previous result and where the free jacks are compared to where Toronto is at this point. So, very, very excited. It should be a very entertaining match. It should be something that we can definitely cheer for. You're going to get your workouts in with the Zaz, just like last uh, yeah. last we had night. A lot, a lot. Eight, Eight Zaz. I believe that's a record. I don't have the full. St- I haven't, you know, had the time to comb record at through, home. Yeah, click Sounds through right. old like articles to do it the hard way, but mm-hmm. I don't have the full historical stats access, anything like that. But I think that's the most tries we've ever scored at home. Eight, certainly the most I remember. I think seven. Yes against nola last year that's right 55 was the yeah i think there. that was our previous most tries in a home match i think eight is a new record Love and it. we had quat <laughs> and Taniella join for uh the huzzahs at one point that was super cool they were up there that sitting was awesome. with you right yeah, well, we we were talking to Q for a little bit. We were talking to him, and he saw me prior to the game, and got a I got a photo with him and Benny with my whole Mounties outfit. So he did walk up there and talk to us, talk to us for quite a while. Uh, Andrew Quatron, one of my favorite, quickly becoming one of my favorite Free Jacks uh, for sure. Just very very personable guy, and yeah. we were talking to him, and I was like, God, what? 
I think he had mentioned like something just like, oh, I might join in on the Zaz. And I was like, yeah, you definitely should. You know, yeah. so that was very, very cool that that came together. Uh, it looks awesome. We, we're doing shorts now on YouTube and, and that one's really, really cooking right now online. So it's a, it's a practically viral. So yeah, I love it. Very, very good. All right. With that being said, I've got one word to exit the video here in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah.